Crusherverse. You're listening to episode 32 of Sparkle and Destroy podcast special edition in the van. Um, right now, I am not in the van. My name is Haley Crusher Kane, and I am in San Luis Obispo, California, after almost 8,000 miles on the road and 41 days. So I am back in San Luis Obispo. I have had a real shower that does not require baby wipes, and I am smelling real good right now. Um, I did walk back into the van when I was like a day after unpacking and opened the door and was like, wow, it smelled really bad in here. And I couldn't tell at all because I was living in filth, literally. Um, so we are back. Um, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed some of these like fun behind the scenes snippets of our tour. And I know it's all really random. So you know, it's not like anything's in chronological order or like 10 most important things. Um, but in this intro, I am going to talk about a couple like pretty cool things that happened on the tour that I feel like we just never got around to talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, also, I should say, um, my band, Haley and the Crushers, has a new single that just came out on Spotify called Poison Box. You might be seeing a theme here. We are releasing a new single every month until our new album, Vintage Millennial, drops on Eccentric Pop Records. That's happening January 21st, 2020. So I will play that after this little uh, intro. Anywho, um, some fun stuff that happened on the trip. Okay, so we... Um, we went up on the St. Louis Arch. Okay, I know that sounds really pedestrian, like, oh, we went to the St. Louis Arch. I mean, who doesn't do that? But I thought the St. Louis Arch was just going to be like a big old arch that you go look at and you're like, wow, that's an impressive feat of human ingenuity. Cool. And then like, go eat something. By the way, we had amazing barbecue, amazing barbecue in St. Louis. Um, but no, 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 no. We went up inside that arch, which is a lot like going inside a carnival ride from 1965. I want to say the arch was finished in 1965. It was like definitely mid 60s. And when you when you um, go inside these little weird futuristic 60s pods, because um, they are pods, they're tiny little pods where that fits four people and your knees touch. Okay. Um, when you go in these little pods and you lurch up into the arch and not even like straight up, obviously, because you're in an arch, you kind of lurch in this like strange, like weird carnival like fashion where you're like on the zipper or something. And like, suddenly you're like going this way. And then you're like lurching that way. And the pods are super old, like rattling around like an old 60s car kind of. Uh, I kind of felt uh, claustrophobic. And like I was gonna throw up. But um, it was only about four minutes up into this arch. And so Myself, Dr. Kane, our Midwestern drummer, crusher correspondent, Dougie Tangent, and some random dude who was just unlucky enough to be in our pod. Um, we made it up there in about four minutes. Nobody died. And the view was pretty damn cool. So it was one of those experiences where, like, your whole life you think, like, oh, Mount Rushmore, that's a thing. But then you go do it, and, like, it's amazing. Although I do imagine Mount Rushmore being really horribly boring. Um, but yeah, so in St. Louis, uh, we actually recorded an EP. We did three songs, um, in two days. Um, we, we slept in the parking lot. Uh, Dr. Kane and I slept in the van in the parking lot both days and Dougie slept in the studio. We recorded at Encapsulated Studio. This is our second time, uh, there, uh, with, uh, Gabe, um, er not usury. I want to say usury, but it's actually usury. Um, that sounds weird, but 
whatever. And he's uh, an amazing sound engineer and a really nice guy. Also plays in Dan Vapid and the Cheats and also Horror Section. He's a great drummer and just a generally pleasant chap to work with. I really like his attitude. He's got like a really jovial, easygoing attitude. And he has a way of Frankensteining music together and making it polished when really, you know, you're coming at it with like, you know, there's a difference between live recording where you're like, everything's on the table, you're recording live to tape, like we did back back in Oakland, or like what we do with Gabe, which is more like, okay, I'm going to sing this part of the song. Now I'm going to sing that part of the song. Now put those two parts of the song together. And um, I do actually like working that way sometimes because you do get more of a pop effect and you get more of a polished, like aspirational effect and it doesn't sound as like garagey. So I'm excited to hear those um, those songs. And uh, yeah, through that process, we were able to meet one of my all-time favorite songwriters, um, Dan Vapid of Dan Vapid and the Cheats and of the Riverdales, of course, Screeching Weasel, um, and of a bunch of other bands, the Methadones, for instance. So we were able to just briefly say hi, and that was kind of cool. I mean, he's just a dude. Everyone's just a dude. It's like no big deal. But sometimes just the universe works out where you're like, okay, I get to meet this cool person that I've really admired, and it kind of feels like completing a circle. Also got to meet another very interesting character and someone who I admire very much, and that would be the one, the only, Ben Weasel. They say, don't meet the people that influenced you when you were younger. And I say, fuck that logic, because it's interesting, it's fun, and if you're in Wisconsin, why not? But yeah, it worked out to go have coffee with him, and he's actually extremely intelligent and well-read, and he's just has so many opinions on everything, like taxes, yard work, punk rock, political correctness, um, you name it, raising kids, dogs, gentrification, the music business, that's a big one. I mean, everything. It was cool because we talked a little bit about like where we are as a band and he does remember, you know, the days of like, because we were talking about Madison. We, we met him in Madison, um, near Madison. We were like, yeah, we played the show last night. You want to guess how many people showed up? And he was like, I don't know, like 15. And I was like, mm, try lower. <laughs> and um, it was one of those shows where like literally two people paid to get there because it was just not promoted correctly. It was not the right venue to begin with. Um, the promoter, not a bad dude, but like just kind of was a sad I'm sorry. He was kind of a sad sack. Hopefully he's not listening. He's like sort of a sad sack, like talking about how he's been out of the scene for six months and like how he like left his own band because his bandmates weren't like working hard enough, which rookie move, you know, you just fire them and get new bandmates. But anyways, it was just like, okay, this is a total shit show. And um, the opening band and the headlining band were competing. Actually, they were both um, telling the promoter that if they weren't allowed to play first so they could leave immediately after, that they would just not play at all. So uh, we walked into a really weird tent situation, and we were telling Ben about this, and he was just like, hey, I totally, I totally remember shows like that. I totally remember not having a guarantee, you know? And, like, meanwhile, he's, like, selling out, you know, a 2,000-person venue in Chicago. Um so it's it's cool. It just makes you realize that every step up that you get, like as a band or an artist or whatever your like mode of art is, you will find the next step up to look to look towards. And it's like, you know, now that he's at where he's at, he's got his own set of problems and his own, you know, he's still trying to raise money for his new record and thinking of doing like um, 
like a crowdfunding kind of telethon Facebook Live thing to make money. Like you never get to a point where everything's just peachy keen and everything's like fine and you know, he's really immersed in the work of being a musician and the work of being an artist. And he's always famously talking about how he hasn't had like a real job since the 90s. And um, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. And I admire that. I think that's really cool. So it was very, very cool to meet him. And I wish I could say more about the conversation, but it was just one of those things where it was very organic and just like hanging out and talking. It's not like there were any real revelations that were, were made. Although some guy in Indiana came up to me, like creeped up behind me while I was like getting my merch ready and was like, I saw on Facebook that you met Ben Weasel. What, what did he eat? And that was super weird. I'm like, uh, I don't remember. I think he just had coffee and like, what the fuck? And then like the guy just like slithered back into the shadows. So, um, I hope you enjoy the new song poison box. Um, I did write it when I was in Berlin last winter. If you guys remember, uh, I spent Christmas in January over there and, um, the idea for this song came to me because I was spending like the whole day basically. I was like alone one day because my sister wasn't feeling well. So I just like spent the day like walking around the city taking like the U-Bahn train and like just, you know, traversing the city and just like looking at all the old weird, you know, Soviet architecture that was still left there. And uh, one day we went to a museum that was an immersive museum that kind of uh, showed you through like the environment and through like tangible things like sort of like a Disneyland experience where you're walking through like frontier town but it's like you know cold war era um east berlin and you're in like one of the like block towers and so that really affected me and there was a um a library in the in this like immersive museum that was called um or had like a cabinet in it that was called like the poison box. And that's where all the banned books would go, like all the, uh, the banned literature. So I thought that's like, that'd be a cool name for a song. And then, um, one night we went out drinking and, um, or had dinner and I, I came back to my room and, uh, Reed had sent me just like a little guitar. Like it was just like a little, do 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 do. And, um, you'll hear it in the song. And I thought, okay, like maybe this could be a cool song idea. So I actually stayed up, um, writing this song and I wanted some German words in it. So I Googled, um, some words, uh, like Google translate. <laughs> so I was up, um, in my room at like four in the morning singing like Oxten over and over again. And my sister the next day was laughing at me like, Oh my God, it was so annoying. You were like singing, some random like lyrics that made no sense over and over again. Uh, the lyrics, by the way, are supposed to mean uh, look out secret secret agent watching you or something of that effect to kind of go in keeping with the song. And uh, um, thanks to anyone on the road who housed us, fed us, um, gave us coffee, uh, gave us a place to park the van. Like, thank you guys so much. And for playing with us, we really had an amazing time and, Every time we go out on the road, I get home and have an emotional breakdown because I just want to be back out there again. And it's really hard to go back into the routine when every night's a different city and a different friend. So if you made friends with me on the road, I really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of this podcast. Bye. Camera one, camera two, Oxton, the high
Hello, everyone. It's 1.36 on... PM, not AM. PM on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon. Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon. We are, Dr. Kane and I, are leaving Detroit after a few weeks of tour dates since we last talked. And Reed um, has all the numbers and stats of how far we've gone, and we're going to announce that now. Oh, 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 big news. Hey, we have been kind of MIA for the last like week or... It feels like more than one week. It's been more than one week since our last podcast, I think. I don't know. I have no idea. We've done about 11 shows in about... Two weeks. Seven... How many states? Two weeks. Oh, I have no idea. In many different states of this fine country. And we've driven quite a bit. So since we've um, embarked on our journey way back in September... Oh, yeah... Yeah, September 20th. It's now in October. Now we, October 30th. We've been living in a van for much of this time, most of this time. All of this time. All of this time. <laughs> uh, except for when we went to your parents for like oh, yeah. two week, a week. Right. Um, yeah, like give me give me the stats. I'm ready. Let's do this. So, um, so the van has a computer that logs all this stuff. Very interesting things. Uh, since we left California, we've driven currently 5,448 miles. We still have another, fuck, I don't know, 2,000, 2,400 to go. Uh, we've averaged in the uh, 2018 Dodge Master 17.1 miles per gallon, which isn't spectacular, but it's not terrible. We've averaged a speed of 44 miles an hour. Very interesting. And our travel time of actually driving this thing is 124 hours. So, there's your statistical update. Hours driven by Haley Kane? <laughs> oh, Haley has driven exactly zero hours. I have spent many hours sleeping in the back of the van, though. So, don't worry about me. That's important, too. <laughs> um, we played a punk rock bowling alley in Detroit last night. It was like... The punk rock bowling the alley. The punk rock bowling alley. It was hundred and six years old it is 106 years old called garden bowl right next to the majestic theater we also played at or we also went to a similarly old bowling alley that was 103 years old in st louis when we were recording in st louis um we'll we'll sign in later and talk oh reed's in a talking mood okay i'm still drinking my coffee and as you can hear my voice is real ragged so take it away dr kane um i feel like the bowling alleys are always the best bars. People seem to be having a good time, whether they're bowling or watching a game or whatever. And they tend to be old and weird, so they're pretty awesome dive bars that aren't full of sketchy people. It's kind of... I think we're discovering that the bowling alleys in town have really cool bars. So whenever we travel, we've been... Uh, our new trend is to hit up the local bowling alley and hang out for beers and or bowling, but uh, we don't really bowl that much. We've been eating a lot of meats um, and a lot of salad. As you do in the Midwest. Like you do in the Midwest, including a lot of salads in between the meats so that we can eat. So we've been eating like these shitty fast food salads knowing that we're going to eat like a million meats the next day. Like yesterday, we I had a sandwich that had salami, pastrami, uh, roast beef, brisket. Or no, no, corned beef, brisket, and bacon on it. And uh, that's like pretty common part for the course out here. Um, but we did have um, multiple Coney dogs. We did go to uh, Dooley's Coney Dogs in Detroit, which is 
like the famous one counter little coney dog spot you split one and 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 we also went to lafayette coney which is the best coney ever in downtown detroit last night and we got a loose read like the dooley's better tell me why a little little spicier a little more flavor on the chili i just care about that snap on the wiener i wanted to (laughs) snap it it's got a snap snap and so we had Lafayette. We had chocolate pie, an order of fries. We split a Coney dog with chili on it, obviously, a Coney dog, and got a loose hamburger, which is just a hot dog that looks like it's exploded. Have you explained what the Coney is? If you don't know what a Coney is, a Coney is a steamed hot dog that is very delicious, it is very long and skinny, and it snaps in your mouth. It's covered by a meat chili with no beans in it, and a bunch of raw onion and a bunch of must or some mustard on a white bun. And Haley also experienced uh, for her first time White Castle. Wait, wait, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. So we split a coney at Lafayette like three in the morning last night after the show, and then we I had you didn't split you had two. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> okay. We got. <laughs> We got, okay, let me just, now it's all ruined. Okay, we got an order of fries. We got a chocolate cream pie, a slice of chocolate cream pie. We got a Coney dog. Imagine the dog with the chili on it and the onions and shit, okay? Split, we split that. And we got a loose hamburger, which I was saying looks like a Coney dog that's spontaneously combusted into a bunch of tiny little pieces of meat. Because it's basically take a burger, loose burger, with some ch- with some meat chili, like meat meat chili, and then loose hamburger, literally loose hamburger. Throw it in a hot dog bun with onion and mustard, and th- there you go. I call the Amato special. Amato uh, at Garden Bowl and of the band Devious Ones turned us on to the loose hamburger, and oh lord, it's good. I mean, oh Satan, it's good. And um, then after all that, I said I needed another Coney dog, which I ate my all by myself. Yeah. All by myself. And I woke up feeling great. Good. I was a, I was a little concerned on that second coney, how you were going to feel after that. Well, I've been living dairy-free lifestyle, and they were all eating pizza at the bowling alley, and I didn't have any pizza. So I, you know, saved up my powers for an extra dog. Um, what were you else? What food were you talking about? Your first White Castle experience. You want to preface that? Uh, well, Haley had never had White Castle before, and it was probably three in the fucking morning in columbus maybe <laughs> or like oh white castle's open so we go to white castle and no it was indiana right no no no. it was before indiana who knows it was a white castle and uh i haven't had it since i was last in oh i know where it was chicago it was chicago it was in chicago 15 years ago oh yeah because i think i went to the we same a, one we had a burrito so so we played reed's local in chicago it's a tiny little bar super cool vibe just like Cheers vibe. Like, I guess it was in the family for a long time, since the 40s. And there's this little white dog that's kind of, that's totally deaf, named Polly, who sits at the bar. See him on Instagram. It's pretty delightful. See him on Instagram. He's on our Instagram. His name's Polly. I hope he's deaf, because I feel bad for the dog, because really we were deaf. very, it was a very loud bar. Anyway, Reed went to get this, uh, this uh, burrito that was recommended to us down the street with this black salsa. And because uh, in, in cities you can still get good Mexican food, so we trusted that. And so I had half a burrito and then. And a torta. And a. Reed had a torta. And then after the show, which went really well, 
who cares about the show, right? Who cares about show? It's all about food. Yeah. Um, then uh, we were driving back to our Airbnb, which was a disaster. But anyways, before that happened, we saw White Castle was open. And I've never had White Castle. And I've always wanted to try it ever since I saw Harold and Kumar's uh, White Castle venture. What's that? Harold and Kumar's... It's when they, they they're trying to get to the White Castle, but they're too high. And that's the entire premise of the movie. <laughs> but they make it look so good. And, it, you know. So anyways, we didn't get a, a cheesy 10 sack. No cheesy 10 sack. But we did get those little boxes of burgers. And Reed can tell you more about well, what that Dougie is. We got the cheesy 10 sack. And we got, uh, I got two sliders, which is more than enough at three in the morning. And Haley got two. And that was, that was plenty. And they're really, if you haven't had them before, they're really strange. They're like hamburgers with holes in them that are really thin. They're not really hamburgers, they're sliders. And they just are tiny and weird and have lots of grilled onions on them. I don't know. I don't think. I think yeah, I don't know. The, fast food thing, the yeah. texture was a little weird for me. Mushy. Yeah, it was like mushy but mealy. Mm. Mushy but mealy is not what you want from a slider or any sort of beef product. Mushy but mealy. Two sliders. Four sliders and fries was like three dollars. So I mean, what do you what do you expect? Yeah, but what are you gonna pay for on the back end when you're old and dying? And it's because you had that last slider. You didn't need it. I think once in your lifetime is is gonna be okay. That is the colon cancer I'm gonna get. <laughs> that is the colon cancer. They'll be like, oh, did you have White Castle in 2019? <laughs> I can see it right here because it's gonna be the future. Yeah. And they're going to be like, oh, you smoked cigarettes when you were a teenager and you had White Castle in 2019. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. That's the end of you. Yeah. I'm just kidding. That's my neurosis. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Let's, let's not get too deep into that. Um, yeah, so uh, the days have kind of blurred together, like, majorly. Um, I think the last time we chatted, there was a snowstorm and we were in oh, Denver. Shit. Yeah. No, no. Oh, no, no. We talked about, yeah, mostly the Colorado gigs. Um, first glance at this, like looking back, I would say Indiana punk rock night was one of our best shows. Uh, they do a punk rock night every Saturday and it was a blast. We played with this band called Flamingo Nosebleed from Fort Wayne and they are very, um, I don't know, like just intense. And DRI. And DRI's first album. They do kind of sound like DRI's first album and they have a new album out. But less metal. We also played with our friends, uh, the Radio Buzzkills from St. Louis. They get, they put us up and they um, got a show together for us in St. Louis as well, which was really cool of them to do on a week a weeknight. They have a whole shtick where they come out to uh, a bunch of radio dials switching around, and then they have like matching cardigans. And I think their their shtick game is very strong, and I admire that very much. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Ohio Tree Bar was absolutely insane. I did jump off the tree stump in the oh, middle yeah, of the bar. There's video evidence. There's video evidence. I always wear go-go boots, but this time I made a conscious decision to wear my, my chucks so I could mount the giant stump and then fling my body from the stump while Willis playing guitar. And it was so cool. I felt like the coolest. So before the show at Tree Bar. So the Tree Bar has a giant stump in the middle of the uh, showroom like it's built halfway into the stage and halfway onto the dance floor and it's about three and a half four feet tall three feet tall and uh, it's it's strange that it's it's there they built the bar around this giant tree stump um, 
and before the show, we, we played there last time, and Haley's like, I want to jump off the tree, I want to jump off the tree. And so this time, I saw her with the twinkle in her eye of jumping off the tree. And I was like, don't fucking jump off that tree. Because if you know Haley, she's very clumsy and will roll an ankle or damn it or hurt herself or ruin her guitar doing this kind of shit. So then I see her trying to get onto the tree and she, she, realizes, but she realizes she can't get up there. So she gets a folding chair so that she can jump on the chair to jump onto the tree. And then she decides to practice it. And she takes one step and knocks over the chair into, the, into a hole and I almost, almost <laughs> falls down. And I, was, I almost fell backwards. So I took her chair away and put it in a, <laughs> off to the side and told her no. Scolded her like a child. She knows she knows that she will fall and die, and, but she wanted to do it anyway. So during the show, I don't know how you got up there. How did you get up there? I had to like fling my belly and like my chest onto it, and then like like very unsexy like like roll my body on top of it. Like like. Wait, did you have your guitar with you? Yes, I had my guitar on. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I went butt first. Like, I scooted my butt up there, and then I, like, flung my legs over. I don't know how I did it. Because there were all these girls dancing on the stump, and one of them flashed us one boob. And they were, like, we were calling them the maidens of the stump. And then I made the maidens of the, maidens of the stump get down so I could get up. And I jumped really high off of it. No, no, you, can, no you can't. No, you can't jump because the ceiling's, like, only four and a half feet up. You just I kind jumped. of jumped side. You kind of... You did jump, but it was more jump sideways. I jumped sideways so high. Yeah. So long. The video is really cool. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. Thanks to our friend Kurt for making it, uh, uh, that into a GIF GIF whatever. Um, Graphics, interface, something, something. So last night at the show, I was a crusher corn, which is a, a mystical animal that is a unicorn, but also a cheerleader. That was a can. What was it? I'm a crusher corn. I had a unicorn horn and I had a rainbow tail and Reed's costume was really dumb and you should probably explain that too. Oh, um... Because this is the saddest thing ever. I was really bummed out when we went into this store. Haley's like, you have to have a costume. You have to have a costume. You have to... Let's go to the dollar store and get you a costume. Let's get a dollar store and costume. Fine, fine. So go to the go to the dollar store and we go in and it's a going out of business dollar store. So there's like nothing in there except a gigantic uh, baby shower bag, a weird, like, hood thing, uh, some Easter bunny ears, and, and, a bow tie. And, a, and a bow tie. Like, the green bow tie was probably from, like, a St. Patrick's Day thing, and then there was, like, a pastel baby bag, like, like, happy baby day, like, gigantic baby shower, bag. like, human-sized bag, and then an Easter, an Easter bunny ears, like, uh-huh. it was such a mess, and I was so annoyed, because Reed was trying to, like, stick it to me like oh you want a costume so bad i'm just gonna get all this dumb stuff it's all 90 percent off at the dollar store so the total cost of my the costume at the 90 percent off dollar store was a dollar 19 with tax so anyways it was actually quite a hit last night he looked really scary and disturbing because <laughs> the hood made it look like you couldn't see his face so he just had a black face it was really scary not black face not like better oh no no not black face but like a dark ominous death like face yes uh and then it, it lasted about three songs and then it pretty much exploded so that's pretty cool and Next then China. at one part during the night uh someone threw a beard really hard at reed while he yeah. was and he literally he caught it with one hand and it was so cool uh i was i was talking about my favorite pro wrestlers and i said can i get a stone cold steve austin 
And then Amato, who's a big wrestling fan, was working the bar, and he's like, Reed! And he throws me a beer from behind the bar, all the way across the bar. And I caught it. With one hand! With one hand, opened it and pounded it like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he just, it was crazy. It was, I can't even explain it. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen him do in my life. <laughs> like, I was like, what is happening? And then he just cracked it open. And then he, he literally poured it onto his mouth and into his face. It was like running down his face and it was everywhere. It was really cool. What would Stone Cold Steve Austin do? This band sounds really dumb. Why are we doing this with our lives? I just uh, realized that. You could always get a job. You could always get a regular job, and we can just stay. Oh shit! The fuck? Oh no! You always just get a regular job and hang around and slow. No, that's. Nah, I don't want to do that. I'd rather do this stuff. So, anyways, it's raining. Um, there's probably a lot more stories that we're forgetting because shit is a snowstorm. We're heading into a snowstorm, just like we came out of a snowstorm. And I'm not very excited about once it. Once we get through this, the snowstorm, then we'll go to the firestorm that is California. California's on fire again. I'm not being callous. I just, I'm used to it. And it sucks. And so we're heading back. We got to pick up our dogs in Colorado. And yeah. Do you miss your dogs, Haley? Yes. I almost cried thinking about my little dogs <laughs> the other day and touching their little warm little bellies. and. Aww. And peddling, petting their little rumps I've made me sad uh-huh. I think we should sign off for now okay. Hello from Denver, Colorado Take two I just realized we did this whole spiel about last night And it was not recorded at all Is it recording now? It is recording now oh, cool. And we talked for like 30 minutes And also Reed saw a bald eagle And it, we captured it on camera um, I mean, on on uh, audio. audio, and I and I said rock flag and eagle, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna do this round two. So last night we stayed in, where did we stay? Ogallala, Nebraska. Ogallala. Ogallala, Nebraska. I'll give you the rundown. I can do it more concisely now that I've already done this once. It was 17 degrees, and we thought it was gonna be 27 degrees according to our weather app on our phone and that we're like that's pretty cold but it's not too cold we, we'll be fine we did what 29 one day yeah. in a snowstorm so we're like 27 if it gets colder we'll go to a hotel whatever but we woke up and it was 17 degrees and at 7 a.m at 7 a.m and our baby wipes were frozen into a block of ice our coffee was blo- our coffee grounds were frozen into a block of ice Reed couldn't get the coffee grounds out of the coffee maker this morning because they were frozen into a block of ice. My face lotion was in a block of ice. My bra was in a block of ice. It was like we were in a Captain America was in a block. Of Captain ice. America was in a block of ice. It was like we were in a Alaska. Snow job. And so, safe, yeah, right. dead leg snow job. Uh, the action figure on our dashboard kept us very safe. Um, but anyways, last night was really disconcerting and weird because, like we do, we went to the local Elks Lodge because that's where we go to stay for free and get a cheap drink and whatever. And we went to the Agawala Elks Lodge. And right when we walked in, there was like, just a table full of uh, 70-something-year-old people. And they all turned their heads in unison when we walked in. And they were, like, excited and hungry for our, our attention immediately. And they all came over, took turns introducing themselves to us like they were in a musical. <laughs> it was like, yeah, or like, hello, my name is Joe Bob. I grow corn. And this person, you know, it was really weird. But there was um, Jimmy, or Phil 
what Phil Phil Bill? Phil we can we don't know if his name is Phil or Bill, but Phil Bill um, was acting very nice and normal and asking us questions about you know the our band and stuff. But then when I went to the bathroom, he turned to Reed and said, "You like Trump?" And Reed was like, "Oh my." Uh, yeah, I said, uh, "Not a fan." And then he was kind of he kind of changed his his story a little bit and was not nearly as nice. But just I, he was, I think he was pretty drunk, and I think he might be Alzheimer's because he kept asking kind of the same questions too. So. And he kissed me on the cheek and took photos with me. So, and he said I look like Cindy Lauper. Yeah, and later in the night he was being really rude to his wife. So I think he might have been drunk or something. Cause well, they were all wasted, and they kept being like, "We'll buy you more drinks." They were like buying us all these drinks, which is actually very nice. I'm not like upset about that. But there was the main the main leader who yeah, there was a leader. There's a leader. He was kind of like the he reminded me of the guy from Roadhouse that's like owns the town and goes to the local convenience store and kicks over cans just to show how powerful he is. And uh, I don't remember what his name was, but he looked like Herschel from The Walking Dead with a big white beard. And he was like, I'm the D- I'm the DA for the city and, you know, I just, I'm a big deal. Like, I own this town kind of thing. But, like, in a friendly way. But and then kind of in a threatening way. It was weird. It was weird. And then there, he was like, see that guy on the wall? That's our Elks. Uh, that's an exalt, our former exalted ruler. He's the like lead sheriff in this town. And if you walk by, you can see his eyes follow you as you walk, which was just really ominous and weird. And also not true. I don't know where he got that. I think again, drinking, but anyways, uh, yeah. So he was super weird and, um, it seemed like they wanted to suck our blood for our vital youth serum. It kind of felt like, and then, uh, yeah, what happened with that guy? I forget. Um, mostly he would ask a question, and he would let you answer about two words, and then he would tell you a story based on the question he asked you about his own life. So he would say something like, do you like hunting? And I would say, oh, I used to hunt when I was a kid. And then he would go on a 15-minute tirade about how he hunts, or hunted when he was a kid, and how his wife's a bow hunter, and just told me about his life and his experiences. So it was kind of, kind of strange, except himself but they were all kind of like that and he was slurring and it was like they were aliens that came down to earth to inhabit these bodies of these republicans but uh yeah but they didn't quite know how to interact but they were also really excited we were there because the town is really small and has five thousand people in it so they kept saying over and over we're so glad you're here we're so glad you came we're so glad you're here we were like kind of freaked out like they were going to eat us so we basically had to like hightail it out the back door and go and park and sleep in a parking lot and the whole town was just very like horror movie everything was wagon wagon themed or like like pioneer themed it just felt scary it felt like a rob zombie movie like the beginning of a rob zombie movie yeah um so that was our weird uh ogallala nebraska experience ogallala ogallala um and uh oh yeah there was a there was they were they were talking about immigrants which I think was interesting considering what's happening with the uh, Trump being um uh hopefully impeached. Oh yeah, I'll tell that. And that's an interesting story. When you go and also I got to talk to like um two corn farmers and I ta- asked them about GMOs, climate change and Monsanto and they did not like that. But it's weird because 
as as California people, we hear about the middle of the country and people that support Trump and all this stuff, but you don't necessarily sit down and have a beer with them. So, yeah, Reed Reed has a, a story about that. Um, so the DA said, we're like talking about the Elks Lodge and all the good stuff they did for the community, and which a lot of Elks Lodges do a lot of good stuff, and, and it sounds like theirs does as well. And he was like, "Well, we had a we had a fishing event this summer that was really successful, where we we bought a lot of each. We bought a bunch of fishing poles and tackle boxes, and then they took all the kids out to a lake and took them uh, fishing for the first time or whatever. And then after, I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And he said, and then he said, "Yeah." Uh, and then these immigrant kids, Mexican kids, showed up, and they wanted the same stuff as the kids that we brought out there. And I was like, well, uh, "What, dude?" And then he said that the he didn't he didn't really he essentially was saying he didn't buy those fishing poles and tackle boxes for immigrant kids. So that was kind of fucked up. And he's a city official too, so that was really weird. Yeah. So I think we got a taste of Middle America last night, including our Nebraska famous Nebraska beef we ate at the uh, uh, cowboy themed diner we had. Uh, so we kind of got a full full spectrum delicious meats and dark unsavory politics anywho that's all for now we're in denver colorado we're near denver colorado and we're in traffic so we'll talk to you guys later bye that's all for now if you want to know about our shows coming up in portland and in seattle on december 13th and 14th just go to haleyandthecrushers.com or at haleyandthecrushers on Instagram. And I do have to give a final shout out to Kelsey Weasel for coming to our show in Chicago, buying me a shot of Malort and bestowing me with an amazing shirt. Be a sport, drink Malort. I still have that terrible Malort taste in my mouth and I'm actually happy about it. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. Until then, sparkle hard.